Hey, Mighty Warrior, how would you like to hang out with a group of real men who really get you? I'm talking about a group of men who are purpose-driven, love God, and have a sincere desire to win as men, husbands, fathers, and as leaders. I'm talking about real men who understand your desires as well as your doubts, your hunger for success and significance, as well as your struggles with life and even lust. Well, look no further because we've created the first ever private college campus on Facebook just for Christian men called Real Men University. But don't you worry, the tuition is free, but the education, support, and friends you'll meet will be priceless. So if you'd like to join a group of like-minded, non-judgmental Christian men who are all looking to take their faith, family, and finances to the next level, then just go over to realmenuniversity.com and request to join. That's realmenuniversity.com, and I'll see you on campus. Welcome to Real Men Connect. Are you ready to be the extraordinary man, husband, father, and leader God called and created you to be? Then get ready to receive wisdom and guidance from some of the country's most respected men of faith as you learn everything you need to know to go from good man to great man God's way. No judgment, no shame. Just real men with real challenges seeking real change. All for God's glory. Hello, mighty men of God, and welcome to the Real Men Connect podcast, where we help good men become great men God's way. I'm your host, Dr. Joe Martin, and every week we interview some of the nation's most respected and accomplished men of faith to find out what it really takes to become the kind of husband, father, and spiritual leader God called and created us to be. Each interview session is packed with practical, proven biblical principles you can immediately apply in your relationships, on your job, and in your community. Today, we have with us a female guest on the Real Men Connect podcast. And that woman is no other than my spirit-filled, sweet and sexy wife and best friend and ride-or-die chick, Tanya Martin, who's the owner of Busy Body Fitness, the number one group fitness program here in Chattanooga, Tennessee, where she caters to women typically 35 years and older. But because of Tanya's 20 plus years of hardcore military, police, martial arts and personal training experience, she's recently expanded her clientele and customer base to include more men, basically where she first started her fitness career. Tanya has personally trained men and women at all fitness levels from stay at home moms to superstar athletes. She received her certification as a master's fitness instructor with the U.S. Army, and she was also a law enforcement personal trainer and a premier personal trainer with the Cooper Institute in Dallas, Texas. So just consider Tanya a regular G.I. Jane. And she has additional personal personal training experience in exercise therapy, fitness nutrition, and certification through the International Sports Science Association. And she's also married to an incredibly talented and gifted man, and she's the mother of two children and a mom to countless others. Now, guys, I asked Tanya to be on the show with us today because June is Men's Health Month. When it comes to talking about and addressing men's health issues, I must admit Real Men Connect has come a little short in this area, so I apologize for that. So I wanted to bring Tanya on not just this week, but hopefully on a more regular basis as our resident expert when it comes to men's health issues. When she um, first came on the show last year, she was the first woman ever to appear on our podcast, and she talked about understanding the hearts of women. But today, Tanya's going to talk to us about men taking better care of their own hearts as well as their bodies. So allow me to introduce you to my Southern Belle, the heart of our family, and my biggest cheerleader, who love I lovingly refer to as Sweet Tea, the one and only Tanya Martin. Thanks, baby, for joining us on the podcast. 
Oh, I will never get tired of that introduction. <laughs> I knew you liked that, but baby, I want to jump right into it. Um, you know, well, we always start the show by asking um, a favorite Bible verse, and you gave us one last time. But I want you to share what's your favorite Bible verse because I'm curious myself to know what's your favorite Bible verse in this season in your life where you are right now. I would have to say First Corinthians ten thirty one. Whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. All right. Now, why in particular that one in this season in your life? Well, just because in this season in my life, you know, we're being I'm being pushed physically, spiritually uh, as a business owner, venturing in, dealing with different clientele, you know, men and women now. And um, a lot of times it's easy to to look at the things that's going on and wonder if you're doing the right thing, if you're doing it all right. But as long as you're doing whatever you do for the glory of God, mind, body and spirit, it will be exactly what what you need to be doing. Yeah, absolutely. And Tanya, I mentioned in the introduction that this is uh, Men's Health Month and it's the month of June. And typically our shows, when we record our interviews, they come out much later. But I wanted to put a rush on this because I wanted this one to come out in June because I got to be honest and I feel bad about it. I didn't even know there was a Men's Health Month <laughs> in June <laughs> until you told me about it. And so I didn't even know. And you're obviously a woman and you know more about this stuff than I do as a man that this is Men's Health Month and you've worked successfully with females. So here's my first question for you as bringing you onto the show. You're considered one of the best personal and group trainers here in Chattanooga. Why are you so concerned about men and their health? And I didn't even know about Men's Health Month. Well, because because I work with so many women, what I'm beginning to see, what I've seen for years, uh, but because I'm, I was looking at things from a business perspective, is that um, I'm niched for women. But what I constantly hear is women's concern for the men in their life. It may be husbands, it can be sons, it can be brothers. But um, you know, when we have the relationships that we have. Uh, you know, here at Busy Body Fitness, you tend to get very deeply involved into the lives of, of each other. And that has been an issue that just constantly comes up. All right. So basically, it's being exposed to the women in your business that's brought it to your attention. And also, like you say, as a business owner, you're supposed to be up to date on this stuff. And I want the men to know out there who are listening that I didn't just bring you on the show because you're my wife. But you're highly qualified to speak on this topic of men's health because it's your business is what you do. And, I, you know, I've brought men on the past to come and talk about health issues and everything. But it's hard to get men who would do it on a consistent basis or even go into the depth that I know you go into it because you're always reading about this stuff. So can you tell us a little bit about your background and your experience in working with men? Well, you know, I started my career, my, my first official job was in the United States Army. And so whenever you're working, I was in the United States Army and then I did 10 years in law enforcement. So I've been in male dominated fields for a very long time. And I see a trend with men. You hear a lot about heart attack, stroke, alcohol abuse and cancer. Those are the things usually when when it's it's not gunfire or shootouts that take my brothers and blue or green out. A lot of times it was health issues, namely those those top ones. So Tanya, tell me, why does it seem as if men are generally less concerned about their health um, than women are? Or maybe I'm wrong on that. 
Well, Joseph, it's not that they're they're less concerned, but I think a lot of it goes back to what we've kind of talked about with men um, in our conversations. But men have just been taught to tough things out. You know, um, it's funny, you know, people like coaches, you injure yourself on the ball field. The coach tells you to put a brick on it. <laughs> you know, um, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, if you're not feeling well or operating at 100 percent, you know, you just kind of brush it off and say, you know, I'm going to push through this. Yeah. So, yeah. And I, and I typically hear that from men, too. And I and, I, and Tanya, you're free. I know you're my wife, but you're free to even throw me under the bus if I'm guilty <laughs> of some of this stuff myself, because I try not to be. But I know I frustrate you a lot when it comes to my health. So and I'm an open book to our audience and they know me. I'm really transparent. I keep it real. So even if you got to call me to task on this stuff, you can put me out there. I don't care because I really want men to get this and understand. I want to understand a little bit better myself. So feel free to <laughs> don't don't protect me. <laughs> On this show, um, I'm not gonna be mad at you, but I have no intentions. <laughs> you have no intentions of doing that. But when it comes to men's health, though, what should men particularly pay attention to? And are there di- is there are different things that men should be concerned about at different ages or stages? And I know that's kind of too a double barrel question, so maybe you can kind of split them apart and answer them. But let's start with the first part of it. Um, is there anything we should be paying special attention to, even though we don't like checking our health and going to the doctor? Absolutely. You actually do really well at this and that's going and getting your yearly physicals. And you've done that ever since we were dating. So I'm going to give you kudos on that. But But. (laughs) (laughs) they should. They really should um, go to those, get those screenings done. And once again, you deal with men who are saying there's nothing wrong with me. Why should I go to the doctor? You have to make time to do that. Uh, A lot of men don't know. um, Like if I asked them, man, you know, when should you get um, screened for cardiovascular disease? When would you think that a man should start looking at those kind of screenings? See, now you call me because I have no idea, Tanya. If I had to take a guess, if I took a guess, I would probably say uh, maybe when he turns 40. And that's what most men think, 40s, 50s, and so on and so forth. But the American Heart Association recommends that you start screening at 20. What? How many men wait, a wait a minute, 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 20 years old? 20 years old. More than wow. 55%, they did a survey, and more than 55% of the men thought that you were supposed to start in your 50s. And so that's just how men think. But tell me, how many men have you heard about that had heart attacks at 35 years old? It's becoming more common, is it not? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm starting to hear that more often. I'm shocked to, I'm, to, literally, I'm shocked by some of the reports I hear about men having heart attacks a lot earlier. A lot thirties and forties. So now they're wanting you to start that screening so that they can prevent that from happening in your thirties and forties. You know, um, blood pressure. When should we start looking at our blood pressure screenings? Once again, give me a guess. <laughs> okay, if I had to guess for blood pressure, uh, I would say because um, you can get blood pressure checked almost anytime. I would say maybe even in high school. Right. At 20 years old, that's when we should start looking at blood pressure. But at that same study, most men thought that they should start taking it seriously about around 35. Now, let let, let me stop you. Why do you think that because I can understand the heart attack, I can understand with the cardiovascular. But with blood pressure, why? Why wait? Because if you heard people with young people with high blood pressure, why would they think that it'll be later? Because Joseph, especially now, think about it. Um, think about it. 
the lifestyles of younger people now. You know, think about when do you when do kids start smoking? Yeah, when they're in yeah, when they're in high school, you know. So a lot of these habits are starting young, so it's yeah. going to affect them at young ages. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. Now, and I mentioned that the double part of that question was: um, Are there um, different things men should be concerned about at different ages and stages in life? So when you're telling us that we need to get screened earlier, we need to get checked for um, cardiovascular, we need to get checked for the blood pressure, but are there certain Things that we need to be more concerned about at certain ages or stages of our life? Absolutely. You know, when you get to um, your 50s, you definitely want to get your um, prostate cancer strength screening. And, you know, let me, you know, I tell you, it's so funny because um, I actually had a conversation with one of my guys, you know, and I, I feel, you know, it's kind of hard to come to busybody and not become an open book. But, um, you know, what I ask him is that we as women, we tend to talk about everything. We talk about childbirth. We talk about menopause. We talk about, um, you know, health issues and things like that. And I asked him, did men do that? So, you know, Joseph, around your 40s and 50s, you definitely want to start looking at things like, and I'm going to say it, erectile dysfunction. You know, um, you know, um, you may want to, you know, set an appointment with the urologist and things like that because you want to be proactive. Uh, but men, they're not going to talk about, hey, guy, you know, are you having issues with erectile dysfunction? You know, I'm, I mean, I'm just being serious. Yeah. Yeah. But see, but and that's the problem. I don't see how women y'all just do it so easily that you can talk about those issues. And I've been around your your fitness studio and I've seen you guys have conversations, sometimes conversations I don't even want to be part of that you guys are having. But why is it why do you think it's easier for women to talk about that and men not talk about our health issues? Well, once again, it is it is men. Number one, if they don't talk about it, they it's almost like it doesn't exist for women. What we do, we realize we will go through menopause. It's not negotiable. We hope to go through childbirth. You know, um, we do know that at a point in our lives, we will possibly gain weight due to these things. So we want to be more proactive, you know, in going through this. But men, I think they would rather deny the possibility of these things happening because they know that the, the effect it will have on them taking care of their families, doing their jobs, their ministries and things like that. So it's almost like if I cannot think about that, then it won't exist. You know, it makes me think, Tanya, in all the years that I've been working with men now and working in men's ministry, and this is going to sound crazy, but it just validates what you just said. Do you know I've never, and I say I'm using the word never, in never, ever um, heard or had a man talk to me about erectile dysfunction? Ever. (laughs) Okay. And so it's not like it doesn't exist, but nobody talks about it. But go ahead. What were you ready to say? No, I'm just saying it it does. It exists and it is a a a great marker that could actually be something, you know, if you if you talk about it or go, you know, to your doctor about it, it actually can help him determine if it's something else. You know, it's not just the man thing. It is something that can, you know, if you do experience that, it can alert the doctor to start looking into other areas of your health. But one Once again, 
the pride of man, you know, is kind of tied up in that. And you got to break away from that as being something that, you know, is, is negative on your part, but definitely something that needs to be addressed with your doctor to see if it's something else that can be, you know, of something else um, that you need to be concerned about. Right. Well, Tanya, let me ask you about this. Um, you know, because we mentioned about erectile dysfunction is not a topic that men bring up typically. And a conversation. I've never heard a man talk about it. And, and I hate to admit it, we never even brought it up as an issue to talk about in our men's groups. But uh, a topic that I do hear coming up quite often now with men is new because I don't know much about it. And maybe you can shed some light on it for me is men are talking about testosterone levels. Right. Um, and so explain to us about about how important is testosterone and why is that a health somewhat quote of a health can be a health crisis for a man? What's up with that? Well, the big thing is we know that women are, you know, we are full of estrogen and you guys are full of testosterone. That's what makes a man a man. But um, in a nutshell, testosterone affects a man's energy levels, his ability to focus. You know, um, he starts seeing changes in his physical body that whether or not men want to admit to it, a lot of times as you see your body changing, uh, as you get older, it, it, it bothers you mentally. Um, you're not able to put the muscle on that you've put on in the past in the gym and things like that. You get a little fluffy in the chest area and you say, <laughs> hey, that belongs on my wife, not on me. <laughs> You know, and so you see those changes. So not only does it affect the man's energy, his mental focus, you know, his mental focus in his physical person, but it also messes with him mentally. And Tanya, I, I know you're not a medical doctor, but you read a lot of stuff that the, that a lot of people in the nutrition and the medical professions read because you always want to stay a step ahead to be able to help your clients. But it seems like a lot of men, since they are now bringing up the topic of testosterone, they're going to supplements and and different types of injections and that kind of stuff. What's your how, where's your stand? What's your stance on that? And what would you advise a man who's thinking about supplementing his testosterone because he's so concerned that it's going to cause all those problems that you just mentioned? I just I say go to your doctor, you know, supplements, supplements, especially if you don't know how to look at what, you know, what supplements are regulated, what supplements aren't regulated. It's always better to start with your physician first. And then once you get a grasp on where you are, um, what your doctor recommends, there are some natural testosterone boosters and things like that that you can supplement with. But depending on where your levels are at that time, um, you don't want to be doing too much of something or not enough of something. And the only way you're going to get those accurate numbers is going to be from your physician. Right. So let's use some common sense, men, that we need to, to at least run it past a doctor who can um, can advise us? Because you know, as men, we want to fix things, Tanya, so so bad ourselves, and we you know, shoot, medical expenses are expensive, and so we typically try to go the shortcut route and taking these supplements and these kind of things. But you're advising us that we need to run it by our doctors first before we do anything that's going to affect uh, the chemistry in our bodies. Is that correct? Absolutely. Now, Tanya, I, I know that you work primarily with women, but you're now taking on a lot of more a um, lot more men clients. And you worked with men in the past. And um, my question is, because you already hit one of them. You you said that men typically are more in denial where women are talking more about their issues. But 
other than that, what are some of the other major differences that you see with working with men as opposed to working with women um, when it comes to taking care of their health? What other differences do you see? Well, men, believe it or not, when a man does decide to take care of his health, he actually does a great job at it. Um, now that we've brought men in, I definitely see the difference is in that if a man is willing to change, as you call it, a teachable spirit, a lot of times once I advise him on how to eat and what to do, they don't compromise as easily as women do. Women, we tend to justify any Thing. I can tell a man you need to put red, green, you know, yellow, orange on your plate and they'll go get fruits and vegetables. And I'll ask the woman to do the same things. And she says, so I can have a plate of Skittles. You know? <laughs> it's a lot better when a man does get it. He will go to his like you. You go to your doctor's visits like clockwork, you know, you say, hey, I got to go get my physical. So once you know what to do, you do an absolutely wonderful job of doing it. It's just getting you guys to take make yourself a priority, which is another thing that men tend not to do when it comes to their health and um, start taking care of you. And see now what I'm hearing and it's coming out of your mouth, a woman's mouth and I'm getting we got this and it's recorded and now I can listen to this. You're basically saying that men are more self-disciplined than women. Is that what you're saying? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> men eat to live for the most part. Women, we're emotional eaters. We're social eaters and things like that. So a lot of the, you know, you we just like we are different in so many different things. If we can get you guys on track, you guys will not only benefit your health, but you will actually propel your families forward in taking control of their health. And see, and that goes back to spiritual leadership. And Tanya, and I will throw my, myself under the bus on this one, whereas you are spiritually in our family when it comes to health <laughs> and fitness. I'm not doing it. I'm actually letting you lead and following because you know more about this stuff than I do. But you're absolutely right. As you know, the fact that if you weren't doing it, I would hate to see where our family would be if it was up to me <laughs> as far as um, health is concerned. But because of you, I'm, I'm able to, like you said, be teachable and say, OK, I'm willing to follow. And you said that what we struggle with as men is that we we will do it if you teach us how to do it. But that's the problem that we have with men. We don't know how to do it. And our problem is, Tanya, we're too prideful a lot of times. Our ego gets in the way and edges God out. They say ego stands for edging God out. And we won't ask for the help that we need. But it's good to hear from you that when we do find the answer, we actually will apply it. <laughs> so that's good to hear. Absolutely. And Joseph, you guys are going to have to come together. See, one of the things that women have an advantage over you guys right now is we are doing it together. And when I was kind of polling my guys and things, you know, one of my guys said something that was so awesome. And I know that you are going to love this. But he says it's just like anything. He said, you know, because I asked him, I said, you know, there are women who are trying to get their husbands to adopt a healthy lifestyle. But we're being we're meeting so much resistance resistance because they feel like we're nagging. I say, would it be better coming from a man? He said, absolutely. Anything coming from a man. <laughs> he said, it's going to be received better from a man. He was like, so if he said, we just don't do it, he says, but if you have that support and accountability from men, we absolutely would do better with our health. So you don't have to know everything, but if you're willing to share with one another what you do know, hey man, are you going to get your physical 
physical? Have you gotten your exam this you know this year? Being willing to, as you say, get up on the cross, open up about what you're doing with your health and things like that. Um, then you can start influencing the circle of men around you. Oh, Tony, you know I got and I'm going to confess, you bring me under deep conviction right now by talking about this because I never even thought about it or connected to it. I've been around you for years, especially working with the women. You're absolutely right. I hear the women you guys talk about and discuss this stuff and strategies and ideas and tell you I'm I'm recognizing and realizing we don't do that. We don't get around talking about eating right, eating healthy, what our struggles are physically with our bodies and health. And I feel convicted because, you know, as a ministry leader, I could lead that discussion and bring it up. And men will probably follow in the discussion, but I'd never even bring it up. And so I'm going to I'm drawing a line in the sand that I'm going to be more intentional about doing it. That's one reason why I brought you on the show, because I, I, I mentioned in the introduction that we've dropped the ball. I've dropped the ball on really talking more about these health issues. And we've had men in our social community already based on one of the episodes they listened to about Dr. Markham when he was talking about what medication is doing to us. He applauded me for bringing that issue to the forefront. And I mentioned that I was going to hopefully bring you and be able to persuade you to come on our show to start talking more about men's health issues. But when you bring that up, Tanya, we don't. I, I can't remember the last time we got in a conversation as a group of men and said, okay, how many of you have gotten your checkup? How many of you have had your prostate checked? How many of you have had your blood pressure? Is everybody doing well? Time we don't talk about that stuff, but I hear you guys do it all the time among women. And that that has to change. So thank you for um, convicting me <laughs> and bringing that up. I'm going to try to do something about it. But tell you now, you've been giving us a lot of props and a lot of praise uh, about being men. You're saying we're more self-disciplined and that we eat to live, not just live to eat. And it doesn't mean that men doesn't they don't struggle with eating, but we do. But by and large, more women struggle with that than men do. But I want you to tell us the truth. What frustrate what frustrates you most about working with men when it comes to heart health? What 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 and you hey, and not just men, I'm talking about me too, that frustrates you when it comes to dealing with us. Men have to win. Men don't <laughs> look at at working out. You know, the reason why is they would rather work out than adopt a healthy lifestyle because now, explain the that. Explain what you mean by that. They they rather fight the gym. I conquered the circuit. I I, I conquered the weight. You know, they don't even want to get on things like treadmills or elliptical because they feel like we only get on there to make our butts look good. You <laughs> right. know, but it's, it's so they look at those as girl exercises versus man exercises. And you know, statistics are showing us that eighty percent of it is lifestyle, twenty percent of it is what you're doing in the gym. But the gym is physical, it is sweaty, it is testosterone driven, and they want to be in that environment, even though everything says you got to focus more on the lifestyle. So I think that's the biggest challenge with where I am, because even when I'm pushing them towards cardiovascular, um, you know, health, or when I want them to get endurance and flexibility and the other components of fitness, their focus is, I want to live something healthy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and I, I will. Yeah, that's a 
something you broke me out of a long time ago. We're talking about over a decade ago because I was that typical guy who wanted to 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 put on all this muscle and, and you know, and I and I'm I'm pretty muscular, you know, for my size and my build and everything. But you broke me out of that because what I realized after working out with you and doing going through your boot camps and your fitness programs that it wasn't about how much that we could lift as men, but how long could we last? Because endurance and stamina is so much more important, even when you get into your older ages, of how much can you live? Because like you said earlier, that naturally your testosterone is going to go down and you're not going to be able to be what you used to be because you're getting naturally older. But your endurance can be maintained for a longer period of time. Is that correct? Absolutely. Absolutely. And and Joseph, that ties into our spiritual lives. You know, I tell people, I believe that the mind, body and spirit are tied together. And, you know, it's not about lifting the car. Let God do the heavy lifting. But we have to endure. We have to be flexible. We have to have balance. We have to have discipline. And those are the components that we need to focus on that gives us the longevity that we're looking for, not how much we can lift. And tell you, I'm thinking we're talking about something that a preach, man. You need to have a message on that at church because I just thought about something when you said that. It just jumped in my spirit when you said that is that we have to rely on God's strength, not our own. And God teaches that in his word. But what do we struggle with as men? The pride and the ego. I want to do it. I can lift it. I can handle it. I got to be strong enough. I can bear this. And God tells us to bear each other's burdens to share. And I think that's why you've had a lot of success with Busybody Fitness, because you've created that kind of community where they're all working together as women. And now the men are starting to get a taste of how important it is to have community. That's what we're about. Real men connect about building community. But like you just said, but the endurance, we're supposed to run the race and finish well. God didn't say finish strong. He said finish well. And now, so we're, so I never thought about it in that context, but you should think about putting, putting together a message that maybe you can deliver at church and talking about it. Cause I think that would appeal to a lot of men because we, we pride ourselves on our strength. And probably is why we struggle when we do have injuries and that kind of thing and we can't operate like we used to because we're thinking if I'm not strong, then I'm not a man. And you're saying that's totally opposite than what God is thinking. God is saying, rely on his strength. I will strengthen you. <laughs> but we are to be able to endure. And endurance comes through faith and perseverance. Now, Tanya, I'm going to ask you now, and I'm going to put myself on the cross because I asked you about what frustrates you about men. And you said, we have to win. Now, I told you, I don't struggle with that part now, but I've given up the strength part because I realize now I want to have the stamina and endurance. But when it comes to me as a man, what frustrates you when it comes to men's health, when it comes to me personally? Well, number one, you know that I adore you. And so I'm <laughs> oh, here it comes. <laughs> so it, it's always one of those things that I want to keep you with me as long as I possibly can. But you know the season that I'm going through. You know, um, guys, my father is battling colon cancer right now. And um, it's it's tough. But one of the things that that 
I tell my clients is the speed of the leader determines the speed of the pack. And I do believe that for our family also. It is hard to see you have the ability to eat what you want to eat and not gain an ounce of weight. (laughs) And I look at what you eat and gain weight. (laughs) But, um, you know, I do believe that if you did take more of an active role in leading leading the family, um, it would benefit me faith and kindle a lot more to see you do that uh, I've even seen the dynamic of having the men in our sessions they they cause a lot of my clients to reach for levels that I've been pushing them to get to for years but they'll partner with one of you guys and you've seen it they come to me and say I love partnering with so because he pushed me now I'm back there pushing with both hands both feet <laughs> yeah. against the wall and can't get them to move forward and you guys come in and half do it and get them to go further than I've been able to get them to do in 10 years, you know, and that is something that God has put in you guys. I, I, would, I want you to see even in the health and fitness component, you could push us even further. Yeah. You know, and you make a great point, Tony, because you, you're absolutely right. And it is biblical. Um it seems like, and you even told me this on numerous occasions by even being a father to the faith that you can talk to faith until you're blue in the face. But hearing that voice from me or the disappointment that she may feel for me if she doesn't do, do right, it tends to make a bigger and deeper impact. And so why wouldn't it be in any other area when it comes to leading the family is that if we're out in front and cause I, and I admitted that I say, I'm not a great leader. I rely and depend on you a lot to help us. But, and I think cause I've been fortunate enough to be able to eat what I want to eat and do what I want to do and then not be a weight issue for me. And I think, but maybe I, you know, and I hate to, cause I don't wish that on anybody, but maybe if I did struggle with my weight more, that maybe I probably would be more inclined to take the leadership role. But um, I'm, I'm going to work to try to get better. <laughs> and I, I'm getting sad now because I'm thinking it's so hard. <laughs> you know, and you know, and it's funny because Joseph, I don't expect you to go and meal prep, which is what a lot of you guys may be thinking right now. But even if you do take an active role in helping lead your men into those discussions, me seeing you do that, it, it kind of, you know, says, okay, he's doing that on his end. So I'm going to continue to do what I'm doing. So we're all working together. So they don't have to go out and meal prep. They don't have to be at the gym with their wives and things like that. Just take a more active role and, and let them know, even if it is not bringing the ice cream home because you love her because that that's hard you know you know what i'm thinking about because that's a great point because i'm gonna now bridge it back over to to spiritual things in which men can relate to as as you said it with health let's say for instance the the wife is spiritually more mature than her husband because in a lot of cases that is the case that the the women came to christ before the man did and now you know but yet he wants to take on a spiritual leadership role and he's thinking man i'm so far behind my wife but you're saying in that context that if he was to lead the prayer or he would say hey we need you know can we read this together even though she knows more than he does you're saying that still makes an impact on the family because he's doing it and that may even um motivate her to do it even more is that what you're saying Absolutely. 
You know, so we need to we, that we need to really receive that because it's not how much we're doing. But what you're saying is that the fact that we're initiating and we're trying to do. But Tony, that's a great segue into the next question I wanted to ask you, because I know there's some men out there who may be listening and they're saying, Joe, I, I, I love what Tanya is sharing and uh, she's convicted me in my heart. But I got to be honest with you that I'm beyond getting back in shape. You have no idea how far I've gone, how much damage I've done to my body. And they may even be feeling that it might be too late for them to uh, to turn and make that turn back to um, good health. What would you say to that man and where would you advise him to start? It is number one, it's never too late. So the first thing is start with the checkup. Go get those screenings done. Just get you a full blown annual exam and just make it a point to commit to getting that done every year. Then simply doing things like drinking water. You know, I tell my clients, start with drinking water. Drink half your body weight in ounces of water a day. So the way that looks is if you weighed 100 pounds, you would drink 50 ounces of water. So if you weigh 200 pounds, your goal is to drink 100 ounces of water. And because you're men, once you do the math math and commit to it, you guys will probably do it. <laughs> so start with water. Then you start with rest. Men don't rest. You guys let stress just ravage your body. Getting in shape and getting healthy and things like that, it does not start in the gym. It starts with lifestyle. So to drink water and to get rest, I tell people they they recommend seven to eight hours. I tell people, let's start with low hanging fruit. Give me six, six and a half hours. That way we're only 30 minutes away from a goal or an hour away from a goal. Okay. And then we start there. If you're married or if you have children, start your exercise regimen by spending time with them doing evening walks. If it's too hot and you know you are going to die, if you step out in the sun, say, hey, after dinner, let's do a little short walk. Your wife will love you for it. Your children will love you for it. That will become special time, you know, with the family. So it can be little things like that to get started. It is never too late to do that. Mm-hmm. And Tanya, everything you're saying too. First of all, all that stuff you just said doesn't cost anything. Absolutely, <laughs> it's free. So you didn't say once about go ahead and join a gym or get into some type of um, boot camp program or even doing what because that's a lot of stuff that you do with your clients. So you're saying that no matter where he is, he can start and he can start easily with getting that checkup. I wrote these down because I wanted to reiterate them because I think it's that important to start with an annual checkup. Do that annually. Don't wait to the last minute. Start drinking water. Um, use a half your body weight in ounces and start getting some rest. You said seven to eight is the ideal, but start well, start small. Start with six, six and a half. And you said even do some evening walks with your wife or with your family. And Tanya, I will give you um, credit and kudos for changing my lifestyle because you have taught me that it's about a lifestyle change. It's not about just looking good in the mirror. You know, it's about changing your lifestyle and kicking and screaming. I've done what you, what you're telling. I get my annual exams. Um, and I do now, you know, I hated drinking water. I was not a water drinker at all. And I don't know if I'm even, I'm hitting the target of those half my body weight in ounces, but I know one thing I'm drinking a lot more water than I ever did in my whole life. And, and I'm actually, and I thought I would never drink water. So I started doing that and you broke me out of the habit. I mean, I used to, 
thrive on just and used to put my chest out because I was able to, to get about four hours of sleep and still be in quote productive. And I'm putting that in air quotes, be productive during the day. Now I try to shut it down and I probably don't go past 1130 anymore and I go to bed early and I get up early now and that's because you've stressed that now I will tell them in full disclosure though we don't do evening walks you try to kill us because I wish that's all we did was evening walks <laughs> but you got to do all kinds of physical stuff and crazy stuff but I know that's at the level that I'm at that I could do those things but for men they don't have to start at that level they can start with just the walks and and think about the relationships they can build by walking with their wives or walking with their children and having those discussions with them while they're doing it so they're getting in shape while they're actually building a relationship so did I summarize that pretty good Tanya? did you did an excellent job and Joseph let me just throw this out there with the month of June being men's health month no matter where you are right now some people say men's health week some people say men's health month but the whole purpose in the month of June is that there are all kinds of free screenings. There are all kinds of free exams and things like that. So if you are hearing this now, research your area and you just Google men's health month screenings or exams or things like that. And I guarantee you, you're going to find some things going on that won't be, won't cost you anything to go have a lot of the screens that you need that are, that are just for man. Right. And Tanya, you bring up a great point because I never even thought about that, but you always looking for a bargain on stuff. But the fact that, because I didn't even know this was Men's Health Month, but if there's any reason for the man who's concerned about health insurance and, and the expenses of medical stuff, June is a great time to say, this is the month I'm going to always schedule my schedule my annual checkup because he can get a lot of stuff done in June because the people are pretty much giving it away to focus on men. So I'm glad you even brought that up. So that's a great reason to get started this month to get those screenings done because they're, they're doing them all over the place now. And not only that, but June is Father's Day, you know, the month of Father's Day. So it is a great reminder why everybody is telling you how much they love you, how happy they are, you that you're in their lives and things like that. That should be a reminder to say, these people love me. Let me go get myself checked out so that I can continue to be with them every year. And Tanya, you know, we have, you know, we have a little bit of time. I'm not going to do the man up questions with you because I really wanted this to focus on health unless I was going to put the man up questions um, circle around health. But I want you, if you don't mind, um, could you share with us a recent success story? Because um, I wanted to give you enough time because I really want some man out there who's listening because I know you have a lot of success stories because you share them with me all the time. But I want you to share a success story, a recent success, a success story about a man you've worked with that would motivate and inspire us as men or that man who may be listening today and you, that's going to inspire him and motivate him to do something about his health. And I wanted to give you enough time that you can kind of just really get paint a picture of what what it was like working with that particular man. Do you have a story in mind that you can share with us? I do. I do. Um, is it all right if I name him? <laughs> well, you, you're asking, you're asking me, is it all right that he is, well, is it, unless it's me. <laughs> now, if it's me, you can share mine, but is it all right for him to, for him if, that if you shared his name? I'm sure it is. He is a mighty man of God. His okay. name is Eric Sims. Oh, um, I know. No, Big E. <laughs> Big E. Big E. And there's a reason we called him Big E. You know, I met Big E, you know, maybe about nine. Nine years ago, uh, I met him at a corporate 
at a corporate boot camp when I was doing a boot camp for um, a corporate site. And he was actually the spouse. His wife was actually employed there. And he started my sessions um, with a group of men. Ironically, I had a class that was pretty much all men. But he came through. He was a he was a very he's a very muscular, but he was, you know, overweight and things like that. And he kind of had been with me on and off through the years. Well, recently, you know, in the past year, he he lost his wife. And um, I believe that that kind of was a a wake up call for him in just several areas of his life. Because, Tanya, if you don't mind me interrupting you, um, tell us, give us the age of Eric so they'll know what you're talking about because he lost his wife. How old is Eric? Well, I would I don't know exactly how old well, he is. He's, he's in his forties. Yeah. yeah, he's in his forties. He's in his forties. I would say he's close to my age, which is twenty five. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, he's in his, his early forties, out to me at forties. And um when Eric decided that he was going all in, you have to realize this is a man who had a wife who cooked for him and things like this. And it was like starting at ground zero. So we actually started with frozen food and <laughs> things from the frozen food aisle to get him started. And um, since then, you know, Eric, has, he's he's made time for his workout. He, he has a very physically demanding job. He runs his own business. He has people under him. Once again, like I said, he's a mighty man of God. He does ministry work. And he decided he was going to carve out time to take care of him. So that was the first thing. And then he, you know, wanted help learning what to eat. And it was funny because we had a lot of text messages that went back and forth about what he thought was healthy versus what really was healthy. But I loved his transparency, his honesty, and the fact that if he gave me his word on something, he would stick to it. Yeah, that um, that self-discipline you were talking about, right? self-discipline. Mm-hmm. And all I had to do was get Eric to give me his word. Now, a lot of times it was hard to get him to give me his word, but he <laughs> would eventually give me his word. And so, but I watched him go from those frozen food items and things like that to preparing his meals, to getting the bacon off the prepared meals, you know, <laughs> um, to, to really adopting a healthy lifestyle. So he eventually signed up for a four-week challenge with me. And during that four-week challenge, Eric lost over 22 pounds pounds and 22 inches and he's still in four weeks and he's still going very strong he's able to get down you know he told me a story about his son he reached down to pick up his pencil a pencil and son was like dad you could pick up that pencil and they laughed about it but even his children are noticing things like that he gets down up and down off the floor you know my workouts like joseph stated earlier a lot of functional fitness a lot of up down movements body weight exercises and Eric is a guy, he can go to the gym and p- bench press over 300 yeah, pounds. Yeah, he's yeah, he's But strong. getting down and up off of a floor was a struggle for him. So he's totally shifted. He still goes to the gym under my advisement. But usually when he's in the gym, he doesn't spend more than 30 minutes there. And he still very does at least three days a week with me. Well, and I tell you, and I've, you know, I've been able to work out with him a couple of times when I've come by the studio, but just to see the change in him and this, you know, I can see the energy level, his energy level is going up. Um, He just seems to be happier. And this is a man who, like you said, he lost his wife. His wife was in her 40s. And so that had to be very traumatic for for Eric to, to notice that. And I think he said that was one of the reasons that he decided that he needed to start taking his health a little bit more seriously. 
And so, like you said, you've known him for years, but it was kind of off and in, off and on again. And now he's back in, and it seems like you're now going to have a person for life with you because I don't think Eric's gonna, ever going to stop now. <laughs> he <laughs> seems to be so. so into it now. But I'm glad that you shared history because there's a lot of stories that I, that you shared with me. I didn't know that was going to be the one you were going to share. But yeah, Eric is a great example. Uh, a great example. If the men out there who are listening could understand, like you said, this man is strong. You're talking about over 300 pounds. Shoot, he can probably bench press close to 400. Um, <laughs> Yeah, he's really, really strong, but but he struggled with his weight. And that goes back to what you were saying earlier about the strength compared to the endurance part of it. And so but what a what a fantastic. I'm so proud of, of Big E and what he's doing. And um, he's just been a, a fun. And I'm sure that is inspiring even the other men who are now coming to Busybody as well as the women who are watching him because they're seeing his progress right before their eyes. And you were talking about your your four week challenge. He was the winner of your four week challenge. Is that correct? He was the winner of our four week challenge. And once again, it shows how unfair this is. <laughs> yeah, he, came in, <laughs> he came in and not only is he doing all of that but he is still inspiring us he inspires me and and the guys just have to understand eric got past coming into a female dominated environment where we were doing burpees and going up getting up and down off the floor he had some range of motion issues but he got past all of that and said where I am I will lead from where I am and he did and he led and he won he is inspired he has just I mean like even Faith looks up to him as a hero <laughs> yeah I mean because he inspires me I mean when I see him now I'm I, it, it does my heart well every time I walk in and I see him there. He's there more than I am. So that's great to see him there. And Tanya, we got time for one more question before we close out the show. And I know this may sound like a weird question, um, but you you understand the motivation behind it because you work with so many women. And my question is, when it comes to men's health, what are some of the things that you know that women want to say to their husbands, their fathers or their boyfriends but they're too afraid to bring it up because they think it might cause an argument or they think that they're going to think that they're nagging. You, you know what I'm getting at, right? What are some of those? Because now that you're the woman that I have here on the show, I want you to be the mouthpiece piece of their wives, of their of their daughters, um, the people who care about them, but just afraid to to say, because maybe that woman may think I'm not even in the best shape of my life. How can I address his issues? What are some of the things you would say to men that the women want to say so badly to their husbands and fathers and sons? Well, of course, you know that we want to tell you that we want you to stay with us. We do not want to lose you. We need you. And when we see you're not taking care of your health and statistics are already just like really pushing down our throat, that it is almost guaranteed that you guys are going to die five years earlier than we are that is you know we are told always being bombarded with life expectancy of women versus men so anything we can do to stop that we would like to do we don't want to bury our husbands we don't want to bury our our sons our brothers our fathers we don't we we know that we're gonna have to but we don't want to do it earlier than we have to um the other thing would be a lot of times when you neglect your 
health, you don't see how it affects you and how you re- respond to us. So like if you're not exercising and eating right and things like that, a lot of times you come home stressed, you're tired, you're not engaged, you're angry. Um, a lot of men medicate with cigarettes and alcohol Born. and things like that. <laughs> yeah. Born yeah. Because you can't, you haven't dealt with, with things in a healthy way. Food stresses us, our environment stresses us and things like that. So if you're not really managing that, we actually um, have to deal with with that um, when you come home. Um, in the in the intimacy, no matter what men say, men struggle with a lot of the same issues as women. I am starting to see that now that I am dealing with men and women, you guys can no longer tell us that's a female thing. I have heard it from men. I have seen it in men. But when it comes to self-esteem, when it comes to perception, you know, comparing yourself to where you used to be, comparing yourself to where you are now, looking at, you guys are being bombarded with the same Dwayne Johnson's, Vin Diesel's and things like that, that we're being bombarded with the media and stuff like that guys that tend you tend to pull apart pull away from us and pull away from us physically and mentally and I think that's where some of the porn comes in too because in your own mind you can be that that guy that stood you know so we're we're seeing this and you know of course it's hard to come to you and say hey you're looking at this or you're doing that because you don't feel good about yourself you know um That's not going to go over well. And then, like I said, even if you connect with other men about health, you know, it says that, you know, the studies show that men will talk about work. They'll talk about they'll talk about current events, sports Sports, and their job. Yeah. You know, that's Mm -hmm. the three things that men talk about. But we know that if you guys start talking about your health, it's going to open up, you know, discussions about other things. And we're going to see that bleed over into our relationships with with you. So, you know, if you guys just take that step, you know, any step to move in that direction, we're going to actually benefit a lot from it, not only physically, but emotionally and even spiritually. I got to tell you, um, what what a great question to, to close out the show today's show with, because you've given us a lot of food for thought when it comes to men. And I told you, just doing this interview with you today, um, we didn't you know, we didn't have this thing pre-scripted or anything, but it convicted me in my heart that I need to be more intentional in my groups and in my ministry to start bringing up these issues, even to put those issues as questions in our social, um, in our Real Men University social group where we have close to 400 men in that group and to be bringing guests like you on the show. That's why I say I'm hoping that you would come maybe, if not once a month, at least every other month to come talk about specific issues. So I like that we started with a general topic today, but I'd love to bring you back on if you're game for it um, to talk about other issues that we face as men as you continue to expand your business to impact more men. So are you are you cool with that? Are you <laughs> I am. Yes, I am. Absolutely. Because once again, like I said, guys, we need you to do this because you have no idea the impact it's going to have on your family. And Tanya, and please um, forgive me for, but just in my spirit, because I want the men to know that this is not just you being my wife and coming on here talking about this. Tanya, I know you and and your dad. We're, we're praying for him and we're interceding for him. But Tanya, you and I both know 
that his situation is very serious. Mm-hmm. And, and we know now in hindsight that, wow, we would have made some different decisions or he could have made some different decisions. Yes. Um, he may not be in the position that he is in today. Right. And this being the month of June, his Father's Day, the, the people don't know, the guys don't know um, how much you're battling to even come on a show today to talk about men's health when your dad's health is in the balance. So I'm praying to God that the men who are listening to this, um, to hear your heart, to hear the, the information and the facts that you share with us, because the women in their lives do love them. They do care for them and do want to see them be the best they can be and to be around for their families. Um, your dad is in his 60s. In his 60s. And Tanya, you have a long history in your family of people living into their 90s. And so, men, we have to uh, we have to step up. We have to get serious, starting with me, have to get serious about the choices that we're making when it comes to our health. It's not about lifting the gym. It's not about being the strongest man in the room. It's about enduring to the end. So, Tanya, I can't thank you enough because I know they don't know, but I know it took a lot for you to come on this show today to start talking about this particular issue. Um, so thanks for sharing from your heart and expressing it to these men and also speaking on behalf of the women who love them. Because if those women could hear this show, they will be thanking you right now. They will be thanking you right now. And so um, thanks for um, taking time out of your schedule to, uh, to be on the show with us today. Thank you. And Tanya, if you could um, please um, share with them if they wanted to find out more about about I'm talking about the men out there listening who want to find out more about you, Busybody Fitness, what you guys are doing, how they can benefit and some of the resources because they don't have to live in Chattanooga to benefit from uh, obviously listen to this podcast to benefit from some of the wisdom that you have and resources that you have. What would be the best way to for them to reach out to you? Joseph, they can go to my website at www.givemeyourbody.com. And um, when they go to that website, have them to fill out a contact form and they can just leave a note, especially if they're they're wanting more information. And I will reach out to them personally, but we are working on some products that we really do hope that men will be able to utilize all over the country. You know, and they shouldn't forget that that URL, that website, give me your body dot com, give me your body dot com. And you said to go to your website to fill out a contact form and they can reach out to you. And guys, you heard what she just said, that she will respond to you personally. Wow. Now that's customer service because <laughs> I know you deal with a lot. Of, you got over hundreds of clients. And so the fact that you're going to respond to them, I appreciate that you would do that. For the men in our community. And guys, that's the end of our show. But don't you worry, we'll be back. Do this again next week with a new guest, with new insights and new lessons. So make sure you don't miss it. And Tanya, again, I want to thank you for being so gracious with your time in the middle of your day. Because we're not in the same room together. We're in different locations. Thank you for being so gracious with your time. I appreciate it. All right. Thank you. And man, thank you guys for listening. And if you can do us a quick favor, if this show has blessed you, please do us a favor. And this is so important. Take about 30 seconds to go over to iTunes and rate the program for us. It's the best way to help us get this program in the hands, ears and hearts of men just like you. And please don't keep us a secret. Share us with your friends. Guys, you've made us the number one podcast on iTunes for Christian men. And we are so thankful um, for that. So complete, please continue to share us with other people. Until next time, I'm Joe Martin. You're 
Man Builder with RealMenConnect.com, reminding you that we are males by birth, but we are men by choice. So each and every day, choose to be the man that God called and created you to be because a male is a terrible, terrible thing to waste. So until next time, stay strong, stay blessed, and as always, stay in God's grip. Thank you for listening to the Real Men Connect podcast with Dr. Joe Martin. Real Men Connect isn't just a podcast. It's a mission, ministry, and movement to help good men become the great men God called and created us to be. And the best is yet to come. So if you enjoyed this episode, go ahead and leave us a review in iTunes. It really helps us to build the podcast and to reach, teach, and impact more men, all for the glory of God. And make sure you check out realmenconnect.com to get our free tools and resources to help you go from good man to great man God's way. Again, that's realmenconnect.com. Thank you for listening. We'll see you in the next episode. Real Men Connect is a listener-supported podcast, and we're now the number one radio podcast on iTunes for Christian men. If this podcast has blessed you in any way, and you'd like to help us continue to bless and transform the lives of even more husbands, fathers, sons, and leaders, please prayerfully consider supporting this ministry. Just go to realmenconnect.com and click on the donate button. And may God bless your faithful giving.